Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of JM Rewind. JM Rewind gives us an opportunity to check out some of the recent interviews that we've had on JM and the AM. When the Chevron campaign was going on, we had an amazing opportunity to connect with some of our friends in Chevron. Here is my conversation with Yishai Fleischer on JM Rewind at the Nahum Siegel Network. The international spokesperson for the Chevron Jewish community is our amazing friend. Yishai Fleischer, he is with us live via telephone. Yishai, shalom, shalom, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Shalom, Nachum, from rainy Judea. Wow. Who would have yeah. thunk it, huh? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and it's uh, it's beautiful dark clouds over the fields of uh, where, where Root and Boaz met, and uh, it's, just, it's just getting me inspired, and uh, the, ra- the rain is coming, and we're out there to help. Uh, we're out there to ask people to help us make it rain uh, for Hebron to keep it strong and beautiful. Yishai, um, do your best to help repair the um, the the tear or the slight break in the collective Jewish heart in the diaspora. How do you uh, how do you go about repairing this feeling that is now uh, unfortunately? Um, uh, an epidemic, huh? ironic enough, and Alham used that word, uh, in diaspora jury of how disconnected we feel with the Holy Land. This gap, this terrible gap uh, that we feel over the last 22 months, this separation that, frankly, I believe is starting to exhibit some long COVID effects. We worry about long COVID and people who've had COVID, like, will they have you know, breathing problems for, God forbid, you know, quite a while or whatever the case may be. I think the Jewish world might suffer, God forbid, from long COVID after this separation from the Holy Land. What are you going to do in the next few minutes to help repair this, Ishai? Well, first thing is, is that I, I want to kind of uh, strengthen your, your claim and, and actually give you a historical source for it. Just a few days ago in the Dafyomi in Gemara Megillah, we learned one of the reasons for celebrating Tuba'av, which is Jewish, you know, the, the holiday of love, right. uh, Tubav. One of the reasons is that Yeravam ben Navat established these borders, these checkpoints that stopped Jews from going to Jerusalem. And only 300 years later, under King Yoshiao, did these borders come down. And they celebrated that, 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 uh, the end of that separation by making Tubav one of that. That's the day they celebrate it. So you're absolutely right that the separation is so painful for us, and it's exactly the opposite of the consciousness of Achdut, and we have enough separating us with this giant ocean, and now to be able to, now to be blocked instead of the great amount of airplanes, I think I calculated that just from the New York area, there's 11 airplanes a day to the Holy Land, um, um, and now, you know, with this shutdown, so you're, you're totally right, but, but the good news is that you're crying about it. I Meaning to say, the good news is that in the groups that I see, people are brokenhearted about it, and they're talking about it. And uh, I hope that when, this, uh, when these borders come down, uh, then there's going to be a mad rush towards, uh, to, towards reconnecting with Eretz Israel. And we're doing our best to create, me and my friends, and I see all my various friends are doing our best to create videos and, and do everything we can to, to keep people you know, spiritually connected. Um, and what can I tell you? It's a crazy time, but it'll pass. That's all there is to it. It'll pass. And in the meantime, we have to make sure that our children, that's what I worry about. I, I don't worry about, you know, you, you know, Nachum, because I, I know that, 
you've got the pictures in the house and you've got the wine from, from you, or whatever it is, and there's ways to, to, to plug in. But I worry about the children who, instead of having a bar mitzvah at the Kotel and in Marat HaMachpelah in Hebron, uh, they're having it, uh, you know, in, in Disney World or something. And, oh, yeah. and they're missing that essential, essential moment of connectivity. Trust me. Yeah, we're going to have to. And for some families in this country, that is the only method of connectivity is those family trips and these gap years and these uh, summer programs. And uh, God knows how many lone soldiers I've met in Israel who come from families who had zero connection to our tradition and heritage other than visits to Israel. And I wonder about them. I wonder about those families yeah. that don't have that tool anymore. Uh, Yishai Fleisch is with us, international spokesperson for the Hebron Jewish community. Before we talk about the Hebron campaign, um, did you feel it when you were here? You've traveled in the United States recently. Did you feel that you were hanging out with people that were longing for the Holy Land? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And people say things, and people there's a lot of upsetness. But I was down at the IAC, the Israel-America Coalition Conference down in, in Miami, and it was like a ton of Israelis, and we were just having a, a great old time of like of like being with one another. With if you can't have Israel, at least you can have Israeliness. <laughs> and so and so we had we had fun there in that in that uh, venue. Listen, I you know I, I I personally am in the camp that thinks that these closures are extreme and unnecessary and and are draconian measures. I say we build hospitals instead of building borders. And uh, and that that's my position on this thing, um, and yeah, pe- people want it very much. By the way, non-Jews as well. Not, I non-Jews are crying. I literally bumped into uh, a lady helping me from American Airlines at the uh, at the checkout ca- at the check-in counter, and she said to me, "I've yearned all my life to go to Israel. I'm only working in this airline because I wanted to fly with it to Israel, uh, and now I can't go." She started tearing up, and I wow. took out one of the uh, coins that we made in Hebron, an Avram Avinu coin that uh, Rabbi Dan Rosenstein spearheaded, and, and I helped design a beautiful coin about Avram Avinu. We made two, Avram Avinu and Sari Menu. And I took out one of these coins. I have a gold one, a silver one, and a bronze one, you know, and, and they're for, for donors. People want to be... Uh, uh, Supporters. Uh, what's it called? Honor, honor, honorable citizens right. of, of Hebron. Um, and I gave her a bronze one. I just gave it to her, and I said to her, if you can't come to the land of Israel, the land of Israel has come to you. I said to her, Father Abraham sends you his blessings. Here he is. And she was just, oh, my God, she was like a bucket of tears. <laughs> she was just, she, she couldn't believe it. And I, and I felt that as a shlichut from Hebron, you know, from, from there, I, I, I had to give her something to make her feel like, you know, her dream isn't shattered. And I, I tell you, I tell you, Nachum, with all seriousness, I sometimes think that we don't understand what we mean to people. We don't have a we're, – we're too in our little worlds to understand what Israel, the word Israel, the word Jerusalem, the word Hebron, the word Abraham means to people. We just, we just do not value it enough to, to the, way, the way other people see us. I, I've, I've seen that over and over again. So just like Am Israel is, is divided right now, so too are non-Jews that, that love Israel honestly because they love the Tanakh. Um, and I urge all of them, of course, to, to come to the root of it all, which is the, the forefathers and mothers that are, that are buried in Hebron and also lived in Hebron and are waiting for you to come pay homage to them, pray with them, connect to, to their path. What can I tell you, Nachem? It's, it's a funny time, but uh, here we are talking. That means that somehow we are connected, and we're not going to we'll, – we'll get through it. We'll get through it just like we got through the war years and other tough years. We'll get through this as well. Bezrat Hashem. Yishai Fleischer is with us. The campaign is on hebronfund.org. 
slash match hebronfund.org slash match. Continue to help the Hebron Fund get to their goal of $1 million. Every dollar you give is in fact matched. Hebronfund.org slash match. Yishai, why is a strong Jewish community of Hebron, and the more we support the Hebron Fund, the more ability they have to keep the community strong, why is a strong community of Hebron important for the safety, security, and future of the Jewish people in Israel and around the world? You know, Nachum, uh, our, our, our forefathers and mothers purchased property in the land of Israel, in Shechem, where the tomb of Joseph is, at the Temple Mount, and Abraham made the first purchase for the Jewish people in Hebron. These are spiritual, as well as economic, as well as geographical pillars. These places hold up our grip on the land of Israel. And if we, God forbid, relinquish them, we start to relinquish the whole thing. And, and Hebron is a pillar, a historical pillar, a narrative pillar, uh, a religious pillar, a purchase, a legal pillar. And, and the Jewish community of Hebron are really the knights of the Machpelah. They are the protectors uh, of, this, of this promise, of this initial pillar, of this initial connectivity. Uh, of Abraham to the land of Israel, of Abraham fulfilling the promise of God to, to own the land of Israel, to co- control the land of Israel. And so the forces against us are quite aware of that. They know it intrinsically, that if they could just, if they could just uproot us from this root, they will be able to take over the rest. And you see that. That's why they, that's why they always have the, the Hebron and the crosshairs. And recently, the New York Times teamed up with the European-funded Breaking the Silence, and they showed this movie, and it was full of lies and gaps and everything else in the world, every piece of propaganda. I, I, I would love to give them a prize called the Goebbels Prize, okay, because it was such a work of, of, of Goebbels propaganda. Uh, but the focus was on Hebron, because the enemies know and, and Rav Soloveitchik and, and others always told us, if you want to know what to focus on, look at what the enemies of Israel are focused on and fight back against that. So the enemies of Israel want to approve us from Hebron, and, and folks listening today have to know that they can be part of it. In, in fact, it goes back to your first question, which is, how do we overcome the borders? We overcome the borders by being part of it, by taking whatever steps we can. I really urge everybody today to jump in, get out of your seat. And, and, and say to, to, to yourself, go to sleep tonight saying, I helped build Hebron. I helped secure the Jewish people's rights in Hebron. I helped the movement of, of Jewish rights in Judea today. I was part of that. And even though there are borders and I can't go and policies are crazy or they're not crazy, whatever they are, I know what I did today. I was part of strengthening this thing. And I could go to sleep tonight and I could go to sleep at the end of my life knowing that I'm on the right, on the right side of history, on the right team. And, and, and that's the opportunity of today. So we, just, we have to take it every single day, Nachum. Take the opportunity that God gives us and push the, push the plan forward. Take the opportunity, everybody. Yishai Fleischer and I encourage everyone listening right now and those who are listening to others who are listening right now, because we know the ripple effect of all this. As the word gets out that we've been highlighting this campaign, there are going to be people who become ambassadors and remind others to give to Hebron. We encourage everybody to be part of this campaign. And uh, go to hebronfund.org slash match. Hebronfund.org slash match. Every dollar is doubled. They're over 331000 already. They're on their way to $1 million. And um, they're going to attain this in the next eight and a half hours with our help. 
Um, Hebronfund.org slash match. Hebronfund.org slash match. Yishai, I look forward to reuniting with you in the holy city of Hebron very, very soon. That's right. We want broadcasting. We want Nachum's voice coming out from the Holy Land soon. And Hashem, uh, there's nothing that's going to stop it, Nachum. It's, it's uh, Am Yisrael Chai, no matter what, through thick and thin. Somehow, Kodesh Baruch has got a plan, uh, and and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do it the best we can. And everybody's help today is absolutely needed to get to that mark, so that we can continue to be strong through this period. Yeah, needed and much appreciated. Todaraba, my friend, Yishai Fleischer, international spokesperson for the Holy City of Hebron, on this very special Wednesday morning at JM in the AM. That was my conversation with Yishai Fleischer. Next up, Reb Simcha Hachbaum, Director of Tourism for Chevron. He had some amazing things to say about what's happening in the Holy City. Rabbi Simcha Hachbaum, recent guest on JM and the AM. Here he is on JM Rewind at the Nachum Siegel Network. We are meeting, or I should say we are reuniting this morning with some people that have been 
so important to us over the last many years. And I remind you that the Hebron Fund campaign continues, and I encourage you to give hebronfund.org slash match, hebronfund.org slash match. The director of tourism for the Hebron Fund is the amazing Rabbi Simcha Hachbaum. Rabbi Simcha, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachem. We miss everyone so, so much. And at least we can communicate via the radio. Yeah, that's true. At least we have an opportunity to, in fact, reunite uh, through this method. But we are, we are desperately, desperately trying to uh, help people deal with the separation, help people deal with the divide, help people deal with the gap that is being felt. And frankly, uh, Reb Simcha, of all the people in Hebron, I don't know who feels it more than you because you're the one who spends the most time with regular tourists and groups to Chevron. How different have the last two years been for you? So it's really been quite, quite difficult and challenging. You know, one of my great thrills of doing this job is is being connected to Amishad, to connect to so many different both Jews and non-Jews from all over the world that love the land of Israel and love the holy sites. And it's really, really been a challenge, you know, with all the different policies and all the different sky closing. Only positive, the silver lining in this is, I think that it wakes us up a little bit to realize how much Israel is a gift, and we have to grab it when we can. A lot of times we always say we'll go, we'll, we'll go next year or we'll come when the situation gets better politically or economically. I think now a lot of people realize that Eretz Israel is something, a very precious gift. We have to really take advantage of the opportunity and the gift that God gave us after 2,000 years to be able to come here. So we miss everyone in a very, very strong way. And for me, of course, it's, it's extra hard not being able to connect to so many beautiful people and families and Jewish souls. You know, today we're encouraging people around the world to support the Chevron Fund so they can support the community and continue to build the community, all the necessities that the community needs that they turn to uh, people in Chutz Laaretz for. Um, and you, it, look, it's, 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 it's not a secret. The less people travel to Chevron, the less they're going to be inclined to, to support the needs because they don't see it in front of them. They don't, they don't hear and see from people like you what the needs are and and what great accomplishments have been made as they walk around with you in the holy city of Hebron. So we need people today to step it up, to realize that even though they haven't been there in a while, what they can provide is still very necessary. What, do you, what are your thoughts uh, on that angle? There's an expression, right. one can compare an experience when he sees it to when he hears about it. On the other hand, there is no nation like the Jewish people. And just hearing about the land of Israel, just hearing the word Kavron should do awaken a spark within us, a deep spiritual memory of our spiritual DNA of Avram and Sarah, Yitzhak, and Rivka, Yaakov, and Meir. And the needs of the community are great, and the situation throughout the world is uneasy. But here in Kavron, we also have great windows of opportunity. We started building 31 new apartments in Rova Chizkiel, 20 years of court cases. 20 years of bagats, of going, running to the Israeli Supreme Court, different Arab groups and left-wing groups trying to stop us from growing and expanding. Thank God now we're growing and we are expanding. Per- recently, new homes have been purchased in Chabon where Jewish families are living. 
we have a guest house that Baruch Hashem been so overused and so depreciated, and now Baruch Hashem we are undergoing a whole new revamping of the guest house. And the guest house is not just a Shabbos guest house; it also serves as a great way for young Israelis and pre-army programs to come mechinot and to be able to stay overnight here in Hebron and to really connect and to understand what they're going to eventually be fighting for when they join the IDF and what they're defending, and a little bit the Jewish history and the Tanakh history of being over here. So we hope, hope all our friends will really step up to the plate and really be there to help us. And just a little bit, you know, in the parsha when Moshe is telling the Jewish people, I'm ready to take you out. Some people weren't ready to hear the message of redemption. But then God says, I also heard the cries of the Jewish people. And when we're sensitized enough and we can hear the cries of another Jew, when we hear the cries of Yehuda, the, the man who was killed in Chomish, when we understand a little bit of Mishir Nefesh that's going on day to day here in Hebron, despite all the outside forces that are trying to extinguish the great fire here, we understand there is a big cry also crying out. And God willing, all our friends from abroad will step up in a financial way and be able to give and to help us be able to grow and to continue to thrive despite not being able to be here physically. I, I love the fact that you mentioned the Army program because it's one of the practical things that people can support, the special educational programs that both for the Army and for youngsters in Israel. People don't realize that there are soldiers who've grown up in Israel who've never walked into Hebron. People don't realize that young people that you know, we just assume have walked the streets of Jerusalem or have visited Hebron because that's the type of thing we do with our kids. We think the typical Israeli has done that. Explain how significant this program that you just described is because they would go an entire lifetime without walking into the holy city of Hebron. You see, Malcolm, it's heartbreaking because it could be so close and yet so far. And it could be far sometimes and yet so close. And sometimes... But should be so taken for granted, unfortunately gets overlooked. And like you said, the average Israeli, till his pre-army program, not only has not been to Hebron, hasn't been to, to Kotel, maybe as Bar Mitzvah Day or Hanachat Filin, he had a little party or celebration, but after that has never yet been revisited. And Hebron now especially is very, very much on the radar of all army programs, both pre-army programs, because I think a program called Mechina, both observant programs, co-ed programs, a little less observant or not yet observant, and they're all coming for a day or Shabbos in, here in Hebron. And we also have tons, tons of IDF, what's called educational days, where Noam Arnon speaks to hundreds of soldiers a week, and sometimes the Mishmah HaGvul and the Israeli military police and it's really something, and the change, and what happens spiritually to them when they come and they see. Sometimes what they maybe heard about in the Tanakh class, but they had to take a, bug, a region in high school, and there was some, you know, they needed some points on, the, on, on <laughs> Tanakh. All of a sudden they see it, and it's not come and see. It's not come and hear. That's on the level now, Tachazi, come and see. And it's really an unbelievable awakening. And the Hasbara that Yot Hamli does and Norma Non and Yishai is just amazing. And it's really a, a spiritual awakening to so many people. Reb Simcha Hachbam is with us live via telephone from Hebron. Hebronfund.org slash match. 
The campaign is going on right now. Hebronfund.org slash match. They've reached one-third of the goal of $1 million. We're asking everybody to get them closer and closer because in eight hours this campaign will end, and please, God, they'll be at their goal. Hebronfund.org slash match. Every single dollar that is contributed, every single dollar that is contributed is going to be matched. So every time you give a dollar, you're giving $2. Hebronfund.org slash match. Reb Simcha, what was the most recent Shabbat Chaye Sarah like in Hebron? So I have to tell you, Nachem, there's some silver lining here. And Shabbat Chaye Sarah, Thanksgiving weekend, Hanukkah. But we'll talk a little bit about Shabbat Chaye Sarah. Sometimes when something's taken away from you, or you're unable, only Patriarch Van, the situation, circumstance, last year was impossible for health reasons to have a public Chaye Sarah. And the government our protection, and rightfully so, closed down the ability to have the public gathering that we normally have. This year, the phones are ringing off the hook, not just from Jews living in Eretz Yisrael, from Jews who couldn't come, yeshiva students, seminary students who last year weren't able to come, and this year we had Shana Beth. Whether it was Americans who had all the proper vaccinations and documentation to be able to come, the demand and the desire to come was amazing. And not alone the thirst and that hunger, but the davening this year, literally, by we have a friend, Shuli Yersh, who lives in Brooklyn. He comes every year. The davening, you could literally feel the field physically rising up Friday night. We had unbelievable Shlomo davening, singing, dancing with thousands, literally thousands of young people. And just the whole Shabbat was perfect weather and really a little taste of after Mashiach. And Bezrat Hashem, Bezrat Hashem, next year we'll be back to the point that uh, that we remember from the old days with tens of thousands together for Chaye Sarah in celebration and in claiming, uh, rightfully so, that the uh, city of Hebron belongs to the Jewish people. Amen, amen, amen. It's really, I have to tell every young person that comes, a yeshiva student, a seminary student, yes, of course they kept Shabbat, and they always were... Uh, Obedient to the letter of the law. But this Shabbat gives everyone the soul of Shabbat. It's yeah. the gift of Shabbat. It's something that lasts with them throughout their adult life. Yeah, and I'll add that any Shabbat in Hebron does that as well, uh, just on a different level. Um, uh, everybody out there, everybody out there who's tuned in, I'm asking you, um, we have a few minutes left. Make sure to support the holy city of Hebron on this very important day because it's a Hebron Fund Matching Campaign Day. Hebronfund.org slash match. Hebronfund.org slash match. Reb Simcha Hachbam from Hebron encourages everybody to do the same. Hebronfund.org slash match. Let's help them get to their goal uh, eight hours from now. Reb Simcha, I look forward to reuniting with you in the holy city of Hebron very soon, God God willing. Likewise, Zacha, we miss you so, so much. And God willing, all our friends. Torah tells us of a Choma Adech with all your possessions. And sometimes we could a little bit sanctify possessions and we could bring a little bit the air of Eretz Yisrael to giving to the land of Israel and giving charity to the city of Hebron. And there we could bring upon ourselves all the blessings of this holy city. Amen. Thank you so much, Nachum, for allowing us to share and to bring a little taste of Abir of Eretz Yisrael to all our friends. Uh, my honor. Rabbi Simcha Hachbam is Director of Tourism for the Hebron Fund. Hebronfund.org slash match. Hebronfund.org slash match. You're listening to JM in the AM.
We have had an amazing hour so far with some of our guests in the holy city of Hebron. That was my conversation with Reb Simcha Hachbaum. When we did our day of giving, Mordechai Shapiro stopped by. We had a lot of fun. Here's what that conversation sounded like. Mordechai Shapiro, his most recent appearance on JM and the AM during our day of giving. Uh, here he is on JM Rewind at the Nahum Segal Network. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my Lord. You're getting an answer. The voice. one and only nemesis of Benny Friedman. <laughs> the one and only Mordechai Shapiro is here as promised. Mordechai Shapiro, welcome to Thank you, Thank you, thank you. And the Nahum Siegel Network. What's up? Are right. we live? We are live. Hello, and everybody. And, and you're on the uh, Cause Match page. Long time no s- Cause Match. You're with Cause Match right now. Cause match? Yeah. Why are, you, why are you so surprised? My brother is like... Oh, my gosh. You know what happened in Israel. Did no. I, I, didn't, I told you the story, didn't I? I don't think so. We're sitting at a cause match meeting on the one day I was in Israel. I think it was November 14th. You didn't tell me. And they, and they say to me, this is Mordechai Katzenstein. They introduce me to him. They introduce me to another gentleman whose name escapes me in this moment. And this is... Dovi Shapiro. Shapiro. And I, holy <laughs> cow! That's interesting to meet you here. And That's sure great. enough, he's part of the cause match team. Yeah. We just use Cosmatch also. You know that we had a little debate within our company 
uh, within our operation, who to use, and Dovi Shapiro sort of swung the balance, <laughs> if you know what I mean. I mean, I, uh, I, don't know, I don't know if our chief of staff's going to appreciate that, <laughs> that version of the story, but okay. Mordechai Shapiro. What's new? Could you do me a favor? Sure. we got a few minutes. Could you explain the feud with Benny Friedman? Could you explain? I've, I've tried over the... He has a great sense of humor. Yeah, he's great. The camaraderie. I don't know if you saw the 10-yard performance, but the camaraderie that he and I have on stage, I believe, is very different than the camaraderie I have with others. I have good camaraderie with other stars, but there's just something about him. And I've tried to start a feud with him, and I find it impossible. <laughs> How have you been so successful at going to battle with Benny Friedman? It's you know it's it's completely natural, which is the best part about it. I I, I try to I, I I don't know how hard I try with other singers, but I try to be gishmak with other singers. Sure. There's just a certain energy. I don't know where it, it came from. There's a certain energy. Me and Benny used to travel a bunch together. Right. We used to have the same management team a long right. time ago. And often you'd be on the same bill and you'd be yeah, you know, yeah, going yeah. to events. And this bickering just started. It's hilarious. A, a few years ago. What's today's? Tell us what today's is. Because, uh, you know, everyone who's on social media so is today, an expert at this battle. What's <laughs> happening today? I saw him yesterday. It wasn't planned. <laughs> I right. was recording at Donnie Gross Studios. Benny happened to have the session after me. And Donnie told me, yeah, i got to be out by 12 because I have another session. But, you know, it's probably not going to be 12 because you'll see why. Right. So Benny walks in at 1 o'clock. <laughs> and... Uh, Thank God I got an hour to, to do what I needed to do. And I just, I haven't seen Benny a little bit. We speak, but I haven't seen him in a little while. And then uh, we just started bickering and joking around. And then I said, all right, we're going to do a, a photo competition. Whoever gets more likes, because we've been planning to go out for dinner. We're going to go out hopefully Wednesday night. Not telling you where, because then everyone's just going to come. <laughs> but... Uh, but um, it all drifted into Instagram, and so, now it's so, an official yeah, so like Benny battle. said, Benny said, whoever gets more likes... Right. The other pays one pays. For, I think it's no. The oh, that's how he works? thinks. Whoever gets more like pays for dinner, and I said that doesn't make sense. Yeah, does. The loser Correct. should pay for dinner. Well, what are we up to now? Are you winning or losing? Let me check. Yeah, let, let us Let's know the update. Check. I mean, we have important updates to do here, but none more important than this. Mordecai <laughs> Shapiro. I mean, come on. Holy cow! Oh, let's see. I got to turn off my Wi-Fi. Get the most, the latest updates. We want the info. Who's winning the Benny Mordecai Shapiro battle? That's the question. Okay, okay. And the answer is... Wow! Uh-oh. This is good news or bad news? This is Benny. Yeah. He's got 2,773 likes. Good. I have... 27... 36? 36. Is that close? It's that close. Isn't That's that crazy? Hilarious. Kudos to both of you. Yeah. That so close. he's still winning. He's winning by about 40, right? By now. 40. Right. And that's hopefully going to change really soon. There's another competition that you're in with Benny Friedman this morning, which you don't know about, but we're about to brief you about this, Mr. <laughs> Shapiro. When we called out Benny yesterday, because we knew you were coming here, but we had to call out Benny of Ramo and other artists who have been very generous to us today. Benny was here yesterday? No, but we called him out uh, we, uh, we, we, through WhatsApp. We said, hey, guys, we need support from the Jewish music world. And I said to myself, okay, whatever Benny does, I have a feeling it's going to turn into another battle <laughs> with Mordecai Shapiro. And unbeknownst to you, and maybe sadly for you, Benny Friedman early this morning, and I mean really, he was up early this morning, early this morning gave $1,000 to our efforts here with Cause Batch at the Nahum Single Network. Not to put you on the spot. Not to put you on the spot, Mordechai, but I'll tell you one thing. Every like is going to be heading to Betty <laughs> if he maintains that lead in this race. I also, can tell you that much. we're only playing artists that have donated. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, 
That did he, was mention, did he mention me or no? He didn't say a word oh, about you. Oh, he didn't you. say, like, no. I'm going to give... He, no. th- this was strictly Nahum Siegel being creative, uh, knowing that you and Benny are at it on so many different levels. Love it. Um, anyway, the bottom line is that the Jewish music world in all seriousness has been amazing in responding. We're, we're, we are people who take great pride in featuring all the great material, including this one that might sound familiar to you. You know this song? Does this song sound familiar to you, Mordechai Shapiro? Have you heard it before? This one's fun. Did you know going in? Did you know going in that there'd be videos that are going viral of little kids doing their unique dances to this song and everybody finding a way to just rock and roll to Tata or Abba? Uh, we're still live, right? Oh, we're live, all right. I, 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 it's impossible to know. I mean, I knew this yeah, song had a good... Good energy. Had huh? a good energy and yeah. a good slap. It had a good punch. But I, I, you know, you never really know. This is cool, though. You know, it was a fun song. I love watching your stories. are liking it. Where random stuff comes from around the world. People, right. people proud of their kids. Do you like that? Because I'm always not sure. Like, I get like random... You know, listen... This isn't. I don't know how to say this. Ooh, this in a, sounds interesting. Go ahead. No, it's just a lot of people on Instagram like to hop a Ryan and other people, so right. they just tag. Right. I don't right. want to call myself a celebrity. They tag people with a bunch of followers, right. well-known people, and they want to get shared, right. and they want to get right. followed. Right. So we get that a lot. Sort of when we ask you at ten o'clock this morning to share this pause <laughs> on your social media. I see you know exactly right. how it works. Exactly. <laughs> but we're friends, and that's that's, that's fine. True, right? So people on Instagram. You know, they just tag me with like random stuff, and I don't always, you know, I don't always repost it because it's right. not always. But great some of the cool stuff. You don't want to win a pocketbook. But some of the cool, <laughs> st- but some of the cool stuff you repost. Yes, some of these cool videos. So you cute repost. babies. Right, and they make it. They make, they make it. it. They right. make it every somebody, time. Somebody, somebody rolling in a red car down the wedding aisle makes it onto your story. Hundred percent. Right? Yeah, that makes it that story. Yes. Yeah, we were discussing that this past Shabbos in my house. What Nachum Siegel's impression is of a kid rolling down the aisle <laughs> at a wedding in a red car. You were the topic of conversation in the single home. What do you love think? It. I love it. I love it. Uh, anyway, so that's the, one of the latest selections, obviously. Uh, it would be uh, accurately the latest selection from Mordechai Shira. You can't keep up with the number of yes. hits that he keeps producing. Way, New song is, is coming out, though, soon. Do you, seriously? Um, I've been talking about it. Um, I feel like it's so classic Jewish music. I'm like, this song's going to be out for Hanukkah, and then it just uh, wasn't. Yeah, no, yeah. You know? yeah. We, we've replayed that many years in a row. <laughs> I'm sure you have. Uh, and, and Eitan Katz was at a Kumsitz recently. It and smells like latkes in here, Yeah, it does. It's like a Hanukkah <sighs> Give me some revisit. of that. Give me yeah. some latkes. Eitan Katz was uh, at a Kumsitz that I was at recently, and he um, and he says we're about to drop a new album. And, of course, Nachum Siegel's going to get it first. I said, Eitan Katz, in this era of social media, that you would still go ahead and declare that we get it first. So Mordechai, please warm my heart by saying we'll have it before anybody else. I'm begging you on the air. Honestly, I wish I could say that. I, I just, I wish it comes out. I just want it to come out. You know that if, if, when it does come out, the first time we played is the official world debut. It can oh, be, it can be out for days before obviously. that. We don't care. Do you have any recollection, in all seriousness? Do you have any recollection the first time you appeared on this show? Like, do you remember the first interview we did, or what it was about, or where it was? You have to answer yes. No, but I'm wondering because I'm saying to myself, this the is first, somebody the first... where the years have just you know built up already at right. this yes, point. Yes, the first interview was probably with my first crew of guys, Swilly Meyer. You remember? Sure. And Avram Zamis. Correct. And and it was in studio, like were we doing an album debut or something? It must have been. Was it FMU? I would guess. Yeah. And is that ten years ago? Eight years ago? What would it be? About six. Six years. Six seven years ago. Yeah. I'll tell you. 
Lordy Shap, call a vote today. Seriously, no joke. Shoot, you've yeah. been busy for six Scarman's years. Carmen's came out, I think, about six years ago. Oh, by the Five way. Five or six years ago. By the way. I know, it feels so much oh, longer, right? It does feel... I, I was guessing 10. I feel like I'm so old. I was guessing 10. Yeah, so settle down that. on that one. <laughs> um, settle down. Can I ask you a question? I don't know everyone's going to do okay. Take out the violins for the Jewish music stars now, but... I, I, and we could sympathize because one Hanukkah had happened to us. To be away from your family oh. the entire Hanukkah and then finally make it home. You know that the year we did the parish show, that's exactly what happened to both of our families. Dude, they're not But you're, you're doing this Hanukkah after Hanukkah, and it's one of it, it's gotta be it's gotta hurt. And I know that your kids may be rolling their eyes. It, does our father? Is it really affecting him that much? And I'm sure again the violins are playing for everyone who feels bad for you being you know busy every night. Exactly. But it's, it's, it's an, gotta it's be. It's a, a great killer. question. And it's funny you ask that right now. I was on the phone with um, with somebody yesterday about a concert that's coming up, um, and we whatever. I don't want to go into too many details, okay. but but once so- we were just going over the playlist, and I have a song that I wrote a few years ago called "Home," right? And it was a really meaningful song to me, but it never really, never really caught on because, like you said, people don't really feel bad for us, right? Doesn't Celebrities, res- quote unquote. Working so hard. Oy. They don't consider it work. Poor, poor guys. <laughs> poor you have to Marty. work and party every right. night right. with fresh sushi Sing and, and dance for 40 minutes and, and all of a sudden it's and a big And gorgeous deal. weddings and you get to fly around and the world. And have life be a spectacle to everyone. But yeah. the truth is that it is hard. It yeah. really is. It's, it's, but it's the hard. But Hanukkah thing's got to be Hanukkah was crazy. Harder. My kids, my, my, my 11-year-old... She'd probably be embarrassed if I told you, but she was she was crying of when course. I told her I'm not going to be here for Hanukkah. Were you FaceTiming Hanukkah brachas with them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Man. I mean, I was I was in Yerushalayim. The next best thing, but it's nothing compared to the real thing. No, nothing. I mean, Hanukkah to me is also like, I grew up, Hanukkah was like yeah, family. Bubby and Zadie came over. And by the way, as you're in the hotel in Israel doing these updates, and you're obviously jovial and anticipating the show and everything else. And by the way, for those of you who are wondering, the show in Jerusalem was fantastic. Yeah, just letting, just letting everyone yeah, know that the show in Jerusalem down. was appropriate, fantastic, one of the great simplest Yom Tov yeah. shows calm I down. ever saw. And if you want to take me on on that, go yeah, right ahead. fight me. Um, and, and I was glad that you responded the way you did when we texted you because you felt the love and, and we are going to continue That's to support right. all the great work you're doing around the world. But thank you, thank you. As you're doing these updates from the hotel with the big smile on your face, which I get, I'm saying to myself, no. been there, done that. No. I think it's tugging at him a bit that he's there and not with the kids at this point. 100%. So it to have been difficult. It's something I think about every Hanukkah as I'm booking my schedule. Right. Uh. I'm talking to my wife and I'm like, okay, so I have the first three nights booked. <sighs> I've just got the fourth night booked. And it's amazing, Baruch Hashem. I'm not. Yeah, I can't, of course. Of course. I can't but, complain. But and she's like, so like you're not nothing. You're not going to be here at all. And I was like, right now it looks like I'm not going to be here at all. Everything has a price. And my my older kids, like the little kids, are still young. It's hard for them to right. completely Processing. comprehend. But I mean, they miss me too. But my older ones are really, you know, they like, know why? They know why, you, why do they, you have to leave the whole Hanukkah? They, they know you longer. You know what? They built up a love affair with you in a a, a longer period of time than the younger ones. By the way, and also just as a side point, and we really do have to wrap up this show. I know, I know. Wrap up. I just got here, guys. I know, I know. know, I'm sorry I'm late, by the way. That's all right. No problem. But I want to tell you something. There is a, I mean, you walk on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Yeah. To make sure to eat at home. He doesn't live around the corner from where he davens. I get it. Not by any stretch (laughs) of the imagination. And when Yuntif is early and it's a shmoil outside, this man is walking back and forth. That's because there's he is a family guy. He is a family man. This past year it was it was shmoiling. Yeah. Well, three years ago it was. 
pouring oh every day. You cannot every make time this you up. Have to walk. It's about, it's like an hour walk, and it's pouring every time. Yeah. Right. So for, for people who don't get that there is a, I mean, a cost-benefit analysis to everything that is done in every industry. Yep. But if you don't think that the dedication that it takes for not the Nachums and the Mortys and everyone in this industry, it, it takes a toll on everybody. Earlier this morning, when it became obvious that... And fi- we're going overtime. When it became obvious that five, my five adult children had all become ambassadors for this campaign, someone said to me, my gosh, after growing up, in your house with your schedule and the craziness and the 24-hour nature of this business because people yep. think it's a few hours a day. It is round the clock. And the fact that they all still want to be and involved. And that they uh, appreciate amazing. the work that's being done here all these years. That says it all. So, yeah, you're a family man. And at the same time... You What's our to- goal? What are we raising? Okay, so we're at 31797 By tomorrow at this time, we hope to be at 100000 So we're essentially at almost 32%. And I don't know if I mentioned this or not. But Benny Friedman, I don't know if I told you this, Benny Friedman Nahum. gave $1,000 <laughs> earlier Stay today. classy, buddy. <laughs> did I say that Stay earlier classy. or not? I feel like last year, no. did I give more than Benny? I feel like, did Benny give anything last year? Yeah, but I think you beat you him did. last year. You did beat him. You, you did beat him last year. You guys year. listening? To... Benny, are you listening? And by the way, Avramel pulled the classic, 770. He pulled the old classic, that's, 770. You can't argue with that. No, that's it. He's a winner. Exactly. He's a winner every time. He's so classy. I can't. Why? And by the way, it? you're not going to fight with him anyway. <laughs> but right. yeah. Jersey show with him was great, no? Was no. It was amazing. Either. It was amazing. A random. Oh, we got to wrap up. I know. Okay. In real life, we have to Come wrap on, do up. Come on, Mordechai. Let the cause, let the, let Duvi and the cause match people have a clip of you saying where to go to support this cause campaign. match. What do we do? We just go this this website. Cmatch.me/fjb. Cmatch.me/fjb. My brother Duvi, who's a rock and singer. Is also happens to work for Cosmatch, which is amazing. We use them for our uh, our mikvah, first women's mikvah that we just built in North Woodmere. Cosmatch was amazing. Um, we exceeded what we were looking to raise. Mirzashem, you're going to exceed what oh, you're looking man. to raise because there's always money. You know, they always need money. And Mirzashem, um, you should continue doing what you're doing. I mean, thank you. Inspiring Jews, bringing joy to Jews, being there when in time of need and time of joy, and uh, and of course helping us singers out and putting our music out there. Um, help spreading positivity and thanks for having me always and I can't wait to see you guys again soon and we anticipate the world debut because it's only an official world debut on JMN the world debut of your next big hit it's a shem thank you, thank you so you. much thank you great to see you great. I am gonna donate I'm just not no, I'm no, just no, not sure not. what We're yet really are you kidding you. <laughs> when, it, when it comes to Benny Mordechai dynamic we know you need time I have to, to think really about this over. I'm gotta, really not the I mean, family therapist are you, are you kidding me <laughs> gotta play right. my cards we, we know this is gonna be, you're not gonna settle for a tie with Benny Freeman we no. know that no. No. we really need to have you're, a show you're out for blood as they say in the Benny Mordechai fights Israel. All right, thank you. Miriam Wallach, thank you. That was my conversation with Mordechai Shapiro. Plenty more coming up. Keep listening to NSN, everybody. Keep it here at the Nahum Segal Network.